right, welcome to the Get Ripped Podcast with Aaron. Not A-A-Ron, that's just Aaron. All right, we are back with the Rick Rates Rated R Podcast. Rated, great, rate, rated, mm-hmm. rated R. Let's talk about 80s point guards, the mm-hmm. top eight from that decade. Okay. Why don't you take the lead? I want to hear what you got. Yeah, I'll let you know if, if I agree or not. You know what I did notice, though, when I was trying to research this shit? Yeah. It's not fun. There weren't that many good guys. The 80s... Right? It was not that fucking good. The 80s were the prelude to the 90s. A lot of what you saw in the 90s was based off of the foundations created by the 80s and those types of players. So you concur. So <laughs> I had a hard time getting to 8, man. I was like, really? Is this is this good? So number 8, I put Derek Harper. So he was around for a while. He played through the 90s. His best scoring year was about 17.3, never made an all-star, never you won a championship. You threw me off looking at him mm-hmm. is that um, some of the, um, you know, that basketballreference.com shit, mm-hmm. some of the years had him listed as shooting guard. Yeah. And so I was like, fuck, do I really, I don't know what to do about this. But you know what's interesting about all these players, though, in this decade, unlike a lot of the point guards of today. Mm-hmm. The highest three-point year of these players I found was 1.3 per game made. Oh, yeah, yeah. They weren't shooting a lot of threes. They did not shoot three-pointers, no. which is a necessity in... In today's game. Yeah, in yeah. this game. But in the early... In the 80s going into the 90s, the three-point line was underutilized. It was just brought into the game, too, right? Sometimes. Mm-hmm. So, number seven, Maurice Cheeks. A lot of you guys probably oh, know him. That low? Seven? Yep. Oh. Boo. A lot of you guys know him as a coach. Four-time All-Star. Four-time All-Star. <laughs> won a championship, yes. 15.6 points. He was usually... Wasn't he on the 76ers? I think so, yeah. Uh, do you remember who was on the 76ers around this time? Was that Moses Malone? Uh, you could say... Barkley. Uh, and, and you're forgetting... Uh, Julius The Irving. doctor. <laughs> so is he deserving of such a high accord? On but your... he did get four All-Stars. How can you not get an All-Star when you're dropping dimes off to <laughs> Chocolate Thunder, the round mound of rebound, and Julius Irving? I'm just saying. Solid all-around point guard numbers, not a big rebounder. Very good shooter. 57% field goal and 87.9 from the free throw line. So pretty... Pretty good, consistent, and efficient shooter. Mm-hmm. Number six, Doc Rivers, who played from 83 to 89 Doc in Rivers. the 80s. Yeah. You know, he's one of the double-digit assist guys. You guys probably only know him as a coach if you're younger than us. <laughs> yeah, coach of coach of the Celtics and the Clippers, right, to this point. And mm-hmm. now even the 76ers, if I'm not mistaken. So number five, Dennis Johnson. See, I had him mixed with a shooting guard, too, so I was confused again. I wanted to go with the pure point guards, that's why. There, there are a lot of combo guards, but, but if you think about it, I mean, him, him shooting point two threes a game is not a shooting guard either. True, true. But he did have one a high watermark of 19.5 points per game. Mm-hmm. Solid rebounder, 5.1 was a high, and decent assist, 7.8. So he almost put up numbers similar to, like, uh... Steph Curry, in terms of rebounds and assists, not the threes, of course, 
And then he got two All-Stars and he won two championships, right, with the Boston Celtics. Mm-hmm. Of the Larry Bird, Kevin Kale. McHale, Robert Parrish, yeah. <laughs> Danny Ainge. Uh, so, how do you not win with that type of artillery as well? Mm-hmm. Number four, Fat Lever. Fat Lever. La- Lafayette Lever of the... I think he played for the Mavericks. That guy was awesome. He was the Jason Kidd, the Russell Westbrook of his time. More, Maybe more, a little more Russell Westbrook since he shot a little better than Jason Kidd, of course. Mm-hmm. 9.3 rebounds as a high. 8 assists. 2.7 steals, so he was a lockdown guy. Made two All-Stars and did not win a championship. I did see there were three years in the late 80s in a row where he had 18-plus points, 8-plus boards, about 8 assists, and and 2.5 steals minimum. So it was like, holy shit, that's like some numbers across the board, man. He was great in Royce's simulated basketball game. If you couldn't get Jason Kidd, (laughs) Fat Lever was the best option. Royce got to bring that sucker back. Yeah, that was fun. We were trying to figure out how to resurrect it. <laughs> I tell him about that all the time, too, before. I used to tell him, like, how do we yeah, but let's that, do that? Remember, that com- that was based off, like, a, a six-megabyte computer. Like, you put that into this new thing, and it'd be like... You know who else was awesome? Who's that? Larry Nance. You love you love Lance? I love Nance. That guy, he was good in that game. Well, he was a huge... He was a dunking power forward... Late he's 80s. One, he's one of those transition guys, late yeah. 80s, early 90s. We'll get into them in, at Power Forward, hopefully. Because mm-hmm. we're not doing Dale Davis, because fuck that guy. That guy was awesome. You will see no list of <laughs> Dale Davis for me. All right, so. Number three. Number three, John Stockton, 84 to 89. He didn't really play that much early on in his yeah. career, but mm-hmm. once he took a hold of that job, he never let it go. 17.2 points was a high watermark for him. Lethal shooter, 57.4, 86 3 from three free throw line. Had a high of 14.5 assists. And 3.2 steals. And 3.2 steals, yep. And 0.6 per game. Later on in his career, he had like some 400 seasons, though, shooting yeah. threes. Yeah. Later on. He either got <laughs> to one or two All Star games. Just these next two guys. Both had nine, right? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Yeah. Or ten. I don't Something like that. I think Isaiah Thomas went every year. Yeah. So number two, Isaiah. Gotta be. One of the one of the best that uh, ever did it despite what Jordan likes to think about mm-hmm. him. He stopped Jordan in the eighties from getting his rings, right? Yeah. Yeah. Twenty two point nine points per game. He had a high watermark of thirteen point nine assists. Mm-hmm. Wow, 4.5 rebounds, 2.5 steals, 0.83s. He was he almost got to that one point. Nine All Star games and two championships, mm-hmm. two rings, hot stuff. <laughs> Number one, yeah, we all knew who it was. Showtime, Irvin Buck Magic Johnson, uh, a six nine point guard. That was just. That was just unheard of at the time, right? Who played center in his rookie <laughs> year to win a championship, which doesn't count on this list, but you still got to give him credit for that one, yep, right? Yeah, the running hook. He shot 56.5% as a high water mark hmm. and 91.1% for the free throw line. That's lethal, man. So 23.9 points. 
Probably if he was in the NBA, probably scoring about 42. 9.6 rebounds because he was 6'9", so he started a lot of fast breaks. Yeah. 13.1 assists, 3.4 steals. Cause, again, because when you're friggin' six inches taller than the other point guard, you pretty much smother the guy. And 1.33s. Which is funny. You never think of him as a shooter at all. Right? He had an ugly-ass shot. Yeah, he did. It was busted. It wasn't, like, Lonzo Ball ugly, but it was pretty ugly. It was Lonzo Ball-ass, though. Like, he kind of, like, <laughs> set-shot it up there. Well, and it seemed like he shot it from really low, yeah. too, right? Well, <laughs> you know, like, from 6'5", <laughs> when you're 6'8". <six, laughs> <laughs> but he got, what, nine All-Stars and four championships in the 80s? He was all right. Yeah, the magic man. He was dangerous, man. He... Like, he, he started and finished a lot of fast breaks, right? Mm-hmm. Also didn't hurt when you have uh, Kareem and, well, it's Byron Scott and James Worthy and Showtime, Fun and Gun, Pat so, Riley. My list, mm-hmm. I had Magic, Isaiah. I had actually number three at Fat Lafayette Lever. Yeah. Even though he didn't win shit. Yeah. Had cheeks at four just because of the four all stars. Mm-hmm. At five, I had this dude Michael Ray Richardson, yeah. who apparently got kicked out because of drugs. Yes, yes. <laughs> Lifetime ban because of drugs in the late eighties. But before that, oh, he put up some numbers, man. He had four all stars. One of them, technically, he was listed as a shooting guard, though, mm-hmm. in the Pro Basketball Reference, but. He also led the league in assists that year, even though he was listed as a shooting guard. So, yeah. I don't know. What the fuck? Six, I had Stockton just because of his limited exposure. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he had the, the rookie year, hardly did shit. The two seasons where he shared time, he actually did pretty good, though. He had, like, mm-hmm. seven, eight assists a game in those two seasons. And then he fucking took off running those last two years. Mm-hmm. Then number seven, Gus Williams... Hmm. Two-time All-Star. Had several seasons with like 20 points, 8 assists. Mm -hmm. And then number 8, Doc Rivers. Hmm. Richardson was like number 9 for me. He was right there. Yeah, his body of work was a little bit smaller because of the drugs. But (laughs) fuck, those first uh, like 79, 80 to 82, 83 or whatever. uh, He was was pretty nuts. Yeah. I think I I gave Stockton... A little too much credit putting him three. I can see why you would though, especially if you included eighty nine ninety, because then that's three seasons yeah. of fucking dominance versus just two. You know, but it's just the huge, like the huge assist numbers are just hard to ignore. Nothing to that. sneeze at, yeah. Uh. Especially given, I think it was hard to get an assist back then. Mm. All this. So, do you think the nineties is going to be a little bit more to choose from? Because the eighties was pretty bad. 90s should be better, right? 90s will have... Obviously Stockton. I can't think off the top of my head. Gary Payton, Tim Hardaway. Is it Marbury in that time frame, or is that too... Ooh. Well, you know what's going to be freaky is Kobe Bryant got drafted in 96. Uh-huh. Like, so you, He's going to be in the 2000s. You'll, you'll, see, you'll see some level of... You'll see some players pop up because they're in the 90s, but they weren't... Jason mm-hmm. Kidd. Jason Kidd was 91, 92. Mm-hmm. It'll be a lot harder than this one because it's yeah. going to be a lot of names we know. Right. Well, this becomes the rise of the combo guard, too, mm-hmm. where you had shooters, dominant shooters at the yeah. point guard position, like how 
Steph Curry has become, right? Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. like the Marbury, Iversons, Steve Nash is in the beginning, right around here in the 90s. This... BJ Armstrong. (laughs) He he won three chips. Where are guys like Gilbert Arenas? That's... Like in the 90s, in the mid-2000s maybe? Because he got drafted by Golden State and then he... Then he went to the Wizards. Wait, where the bullets? <laughs> oh, Rod Strickland. Oh yeah, Rod Strickland. Yeah, that was pretty badass in the back in the day. He was like straight street ball. <laughs> and his rookie year was like '89, right? Yeah, same year as David Robinson. Avery Johnson. Oh shit, he's Avery. Not, gonna, not gonna make it. I'll say Nick Van Exel. Ain't not gonna make uh, it. <laughs> Mahmoud Abdul Rauf. These are some names though. Yeah. They, they they were flashes. So there's the, flashes. there's the names we recognize too. Though. That was our our time, right? Our yeah. years. You said Mark Jackson, right? Jalen yeah. Rose, Greg Kinda Anthony. Young, though. I, those those tweener guys are hard because Jalen Rose was what like ninety four ish maybe. They're, they're like ninety three, ninety four. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. around that time because Lonzo. When was White Chocolate? Was he late nineties? Late nineties. Oh, Bobby Hurley. No, that that that's his time, ninety one, ninety two. Yeah, <laughs> that's the Duke run right there. So it should be pretty interesting. I'm, I'm sure there's gonna be some names that we're gonna leave off. My boy GP and Jason Kidd. I looked at Jason Kidd numbers recently. Mm. They're not good. Well, he never scored that much, and his shooting percentage wasn't oh, good, right? No, they're ugly. They, it's it's twelve point two points per game on thirty seven percent three <laughs> and. 7.9 rebounds, 9.8 assists. I mean, the rebounds, assists, and steals too, I'm assuming. Steals, yeah. right? I and mean. he hit three, well, he hit threes later in life. Mm. It's not pretty statistically like how Magic's went on. You know, like 20, yeah. 10, mm-hmm. 5, you know, just like the purity of the numbers aren't there. Versus, yeah. yeah. You mean like what LeBron does almost every year? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> He's got the most haters of. Any basketball player in the history of the sport, I think. He brought it upon himself. Yeah, with that decision thing. Not just that. Not, not four, not five, <laughs> not six. I remember him saying that. Did you remember him saying that? He, he only got to sit, you know, but he's like, not said. He brought it upon himself. If he True. was less, if he was more humble, he would have been portrayed as the enemy. So, whose team, who do you ha- think had better support? Between LeBron and Jordan on their championships and shit, or their playoff teams or whatever. Jordan ultimately had to trust his guys, because he did give up the shot. Paxton, he had to Kerr. Has anybody been equally as good to Jordan's Pippen? I feel like Dwayne Wade was pretty damn good. See, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, that's that's three all-stars. But so did Jordan had three all-stars as well. Mm-hmm. You know, because if it was Horace Grant, Scottie Pippen, Michael Jordan, Tony Horace Kukoc. Grant was a reliable 15-10 kind of guy. And then if you want Rodman, an elite rebounder. Yeah. Oh, shit. When they had Rodman, uh, Pippen, and Jordan. And Ron Harper. 80s, that's true. Ron Harper, who used to be a, like a Jordan competitor. Yeah. Right? And then they were just like, just lock just down a role dudes. player. <laughs> yeah. Well, they didn't have a center, right? It was always like Luke Longley or Wennington. But yeah. a guy that could pass, serviceable, did what it needed to be done. But you got to think, like, like you said, LeBron had Dwayne Wade in his prime and Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh in his prime. 
Oh, Udonis has the Yeah, yeah, Aslan. He was a rebounder, right? He was, yeah. he was a tough guy in the middle. But, shit, he didn't really have shit at Cleveland. It was a one-man game to get to, to merely get to a finals. I mean, later yourself. on when they had Kyrie and fucking uh, oh, Kevin Love, Love. he when, just disappeared. He there, he, yeah, he fucking wasn't the same once he went there. As you saw from that Jordan docu-series, is the fact that Pippen was just grossly underpaid. Mm. You know, him taking three million a year for seven years. Yeah. Yeah, like, and you know, he's the all-around glue guy. That's in elite. And around player. that time, Jim McElveen was making oh, five million a year, right? Which was or seven million, seven Th- thirty-five million <laughs> over five years. I think is what he got versus Sean Kemp's Jim McElveen two years <laughs> at twenty-two million dollars. No, ten years at twenty-two million dollars. Holy shit! See, what some of those guys went for security versus mm. betting on themselves. Yeah. Because like you see, you'll probably see a lot of players nowadays that would be like, oh, "I'm gonna just take the, give me the max one year, mm-hmm. and I'll open go to the free agent market with my bad back." But Pippen was scared that the bad back would prevent him from having a big contract. Yeah, yeah. So he didn't understand his own value, which they they flipped on him, right? Which they were able to get so many better players mm-hmm. because of that. So and. What were they paying Jordan at the time? He wasn't always the number one guy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the trick too, right? Jordan wasn't getting paid fifty million dollars of a hundred million dollar cap, even though he could have been worth it. Ninety mm-hmm. is gonna be good. It's gonna be fun, right? Yeah. On that note, join us next week if you're our age and you're listening to this. It's gonna be a fun one. Okay, goodbye, Frank and Beans. <laughs>